What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mystery Ranch, built for the mission. And if you haven't been rocking a Mystery Ranch Fireline pack for your career, well, that sucks to be you, dog, because they are the most comfortable, the most well-built, and the best damn warranty of fire packs out there in the game, period, hands down. But we all know that. But they make a ton of other stuff. So not only are they known for their epic fire gear, like the legendary hotshot pack but they are also known for things like the talkbox 5000 for those new 5000 series radios out there or check this out the women's specific pack designs yeah obviously men and women have a different shape so if you want to get stuff that's built for you well you have options with mystery ranch it's pretty cool anyways if you got time go over to www.mysteryranch.com and while you're perusing the site looking for that new outdoor gear well you might as well check out the uh, Backbone series, because not only are they making the finest damn packs in the game, but they are also giving back to the community. Yeah, they started the uh, Backbone series and the Backbone series scholarship. And uh, basically what that is, is $1,000 up for grabs for you to pursue your career interests and expand your operational knowledge and get all of that training that the agency may or may not pay, pay for. So you can apply towards that. So you want to get your EMT? Well, hey, submit a story. If you want to go get uh, some falling experience, well, submit your story because $1,000 is up for grabs for you with the Mystery ba- mystery Ranch Backbone Series. Yeah. Anyways, go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check it out. The Anchor Point Podcast is also going to be brought to you by our premier coffee sponsor, and that is going to be none other than Hot Shot Brewery. It's kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause, and a portion of the proceeds will always go back to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. And if uh, you're not into coffee, if you don't drink coffee, which you're probably a monster if you don't, well, they have a ton of other stuff, like all the tools of the trade to get your morning started off right, and a ton of wildland firefighter themed apparel if you want to find out more go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com and check out their full line of kick-ass coffee all the tools of the trade to get your morning started off right and all that kick-ass wildland firefighter themed apparel like i said it's a good cause that they support repping uh, some funds over there for the wildland firefighter foundation so once again go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com hotshotbrewing.com and check them out and last but not least the anchor point podcast is going to be well not sponsored by but supported by now not even supported by um how do we present this well i'm a huge supporter of theirs and i believe in what they're doing now i they don't pay me for doing these ads i just believe in their cause so one go over to www.wildfireexperience.org and check it out you may may possibly know them as the smoky generation what do they do well it is a catalog of wildland firefighting stories dating all the way back to the 1940s it's like a a digital history lesson from our peers in the field and some of those legendary figures that we call superintendents hotshots and operators our peers all of that stuff it's all located there at the wildfire experience the american wildfire experience or the smoky generation they're all linked to each other so So go over there, check it out. And while you're at it, check out the Smoky Generation grant program that they are doing because it is awesome. They're giving away $500 grants to those folks that are telling the story of wildland fire. Now time is limited on this one too. So TikTok, pitter, patter, get at her. Anyways, Bethany, you have a kick-ass organization out there. Keep it up.
views and opinions of this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Boy Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. And I'd like to start off with asking and begging for your forgiveness and a, giving you an apology there, I guess, uh, for the lack of episodes that have been coming out. This year has been way up and down, like spikes and valleys and spikes and valleys of activity. And that is mostly due to the fact that I have a day job that kicks wholesale ass. And we've been having a little bit of uh, issues with the uh, third party production team that I've been working with for editing my videos that you see on YouTube and the social media content. But we're getting that all cleaned up. And I promise you that there's going to be more episodes coming down the road. But my day job pays the mortgage. Anchor point despite what you may or may not think, even though this show is sponsored, it just pays for the infrastructure and it's uh, solvent. However, it does not pay the bills. It just basically keeps itself running. And that's the whole point. Never designed to make money off this thing. So with that, uh, I'd like to apologize. And uh, yeah, there'll be more episodes coming out. But the holiday season, I traditionally have always taken a break and we're getting out of that holiday season and back into the thick of it. So buckle up we've got a bunch of episodes that are already recorded and on deck so we'll have a little bit more activity for y'all here soon so yeah gotta pay the bills and speaking of my day job my day job kicks ass and uh, fair disclaimer i work for the wildfire tech industry for a company called burnbot and i know that ooh, scary big tech it's not really big tech it's actually really productive and it's solving for x now not 20 years in the future and i freaking love it the company that i work for is called burnbot i am their business development director and it kicks wholesale ass so shameless plug for them and no they do not pay me for any uh, content on the podcast. However, they uh, do pay me a salary because I work for them. Yeah. Anyways, it's been busy. You get the idea. It is coming up on fundraiser season and I am pretty pumped because there are some kick-ass fundraisers on the horizon coming up here soon. First off, we got the vertical drop that's going to be hosted by Silver State State Hotshots and Black Mountain Hotshots. It's going to be March 23rd. Go check them out. We have next up on the list, we got the Hotshot Up Volleyball Tournament and that's going to be April 6th, 2024. And last but not least, we have the Hotshot Half going to be on April 20th. So make sure you go over there and support those. And speaking of fundraisers, man, the Hidden Valley Hammer, Cody, my man, talk about an epic fundraiser and one hell of a uh, race, a run, a trail run. And it is, I've been, I've ran up there that trail quite a handful of times over the course course of my uh, fire career. And it is freaking brutal. And uh, this episode actually was recorded shortly after the finishing of the race. And then we all went over to the 395 to do a little additional fundraising afterwards. So Cody, thank you so much. This, uh, this is awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Shout out to all the people who uh, kicked wholesale ass on that race. We had some absolute beasts over there. And uh, I believe that someone came in. I think the 10K winner came in in under 55 minutes, which is hauling wholesale ass. So shout out to all my homies that were there. And Cody, 
Thank you for throwing that uh, that fundraiser. It's a hell of an event. Hope everybody can make it next year. Thank you. With that, we've got two very special guests on the show today. We've got two fighters. Yeah, one's a firefighter and one's actually a professional boxer. So we're going to talk all about relationships, what it takes to go the distance, and some tips and tricks that they have learned uh, throughout their relationship that you might be able to pick up on and apply to maybe your relationship, whatever that may look like. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce two of my very good friends, Chase and Sammy Worthington. Welcome to The Anchor Point. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Anchor Point Podcast. Today on the show, I've got Chase and Sammy Worthington. What's going on? What's up? Not much. Just ran the Hidden Valley Hammer. Yeah. pretty hammered life. right now. <laughs> Everybody's just like hamburger right now. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cody's For running sure. a, he's running a damn good uh, fundraiser over there. That race is fucking brutal. And yeah, it's awesome. It was a good turnout this year too. Yeah. We, we love coming up every yeah, year. Yeah. We've done it every year. So third year. Yeah. We, it's one of our favorite times of the year. Seriously. Even though we, we get crushed every year <laughs> there were some but. like studs over there man i was like i was blown away by some of the times and like everybody's i think people are going over there and practicing the run like the trail to try to shave so that's now. what we were just talking about we're like oh like a lot of these guys are like silver state like kind of local over here in the area they're in the elevation they come over here and they're just like smoking us yep <laughs> just going to town yeah. everybody's just ripping up that hill because like uh i think the what the men's first place division winner for the 10k this year was like he was sub 55 minutes. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm too far back. <laughs> yeah, we, we just didn't see him. Yeah. Just st- saw him at the start, then never again. <laughs> this dude is a ghost. He's just gone. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to the winners, man. They're pretty badass. Seriously. I know. Yeah. It's good fundraisers getting better every year. So in fact, are you guys, you guys can't make it to the after party, huh? Cause we're uh, doing like a little break here. And yeah. We, gotta we normally do, but yeah, this kind of push it push back it over back. the hill. Yeah. 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 I got to get back home. At least it wasn't like going to snow or be like shitty and raining. I know. Yeah. I was looking at the weather. We didn't know. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. 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 Because the forecast was actually really hot. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what, 80 (laughs) degrees out of something? We got sun for sure. Oh, 100%. (laughs) But uh, I was looking at the weather this earlier this week and it was scheduled for like rain, shitty snow, wind. And I was like, don't, 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 don't. Yes. And we made it. So Mm -hmm. most storms coming in. Monday or something like that. So yeah, they can come now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> made it through. Right on. Well, tell us about yourselves. You guys do paper, rock, scissors to see whoever goes first. Yeah. <laughs> you go. We so, go first. Save right. the best for last. Oh, okay. oh <laughs> the shit talking ensues. Um, yeah. Chase Worthington. Um uh, been in fire. This was my sixth season. Uh just got the squad leader promotion with uh That's Folsom Lake Veterans crew. I uh, got a degree in Homeland Security that I'm not using. Uh, <laughs> I was in the Navy before all that. Uh came out 2018, first, first summer fire. Came on late. Didn't get to do any of the training with the crew or anything. Literally left for a fire what, two, three days later. Yeah, something like that. Just brand new boots. Feet are bleeding all oh. over the place. Just Pon- zero prep. Yes. The Pawnee <laughs> fire. I remember it clear as day. And we're spiked out. Of course, we're spiking out. Like this is my first experience. 
and I'm texting Samantha. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. Like <laughs> he just texts, yeah. just pray really hard. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Was what one is of those texts. Yes. 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 I just remember Rambier Lally, my, my squad leader, he kind of walks by I'm getting, getting my sleeping stuff set up. He's like, corn, you better be here in the morning. That's a, that's a whole nother thing. My nickname corn. You um, got, so, well, you went there, man. Yeah. You got to explain that next. <laughs> I will. And, uh, anyways, if we weren't spiked out on this ridge top in the middle of nowhere, I probably wouldn't have been there in the morning, but woke up, cranked down on my boots the next morning and didn't have any more problems after that. Like, I don't know what it was, but those first couple days were torture. <laughs> been in love with it ever since we got married three days ago. Or not three three years three, three, three days years. ago I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, if it feels like three days ago, maybe that's sweet. Three years ago, and we I brought her out there, out here to California, and yeah, yeah living the life now. Yes, nice. trying to live. Yeah, just surviving. <laughs> yeah, surviving in inflation-ridden, very expensive, cost of living California. Yes. But we we love it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we think it's worth it us oh for at sure at the moment for yeah. sure yeah for it's sure. a big country you guys can move anywhere you want yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and luckily with fire and my profession so my profession is professional boxer so i will go into that in a second but we can kind of go wherever which is the beautiful thing of it and it's super cool that i was we were dating when he got into fire yeah so like i've been with him in this journey from the beginning like getting that text and yeah. all of the Please like for crap, and, <laughs> you know, the, the ugly side. And then, you know, just, it's been really cool how the Lord has brought us closer in that, like leaning on each other. Cause it's an interesting dynamic to be with a wildland firefighter, but then also I'm sure you feel the same way being with a professional boxer, yes. especially yes. as a female, we, yeah, like you don't yeah. need a lot of those. Um, so yeah, I uh, started boxing when I was 12, um, very reluctantly. My brother is four and a half years younger than me. He started boxing because he fell in love with the Rocky movies at six. You gotta love the classics. Right? I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, seriously, that is a staple in my household. You have to like the Rocky movies or you're out. Um, but my parents were like, there's no boxing for kids, like, I don't know. You'll just have to hit things around the house. And then go punch uh, dad. (laughs) Where's your sister? Um, and then my dad got connected with our first coach. My dad's a pastor and they just met at a pastor's luncheon, like super random. And, um, he, they were talking about ministries that they did outside of their church. And he mentioned having a boxing gym. And my dad was like, can I bring my son? He's only six, but he would love to just check out the gym. And the coach was like, well, he can't actually start fighting until he's eight, but he can start training now. And it was like, whoa, 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 let's just see how it goes. Like he's six. And Thomas went 18 rounds the first day. Holy crap. Like, just a natural at hitting things if one can be. And so he started boxing. I was in and out of the gym, just watching him and supporting him. And my parents are like, you're here all the time. Like, why don't you just use it as conditioning for your other sports? I played conventional sports like soccer, basketball, softball. It's like, okay, this seems really stupid, but we'll try. We're hitting the air. I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? This is so stupid. But then 
fast forward to when I actually kind of got into training and I'm like, well, I might as well try to see if I'm any good at this. <laughs> so I'm sparring this guy, no, no other girls in the gym. We're just using one hand and I'm like, okay, well this getting hit thing isn't fun, but I can, I can handle it. And then I hit him for the first time and his head snapped back and his eyes got big. He goes, Oh shoot. <laughs> I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> so now almost 16 years later, I'm a pro I'm four and with three knockouts and just have a lot of dreams that the Lord has given me and a, a purpose for why I box. And so I'm really looking forward to stepping into that and what's coming up. We've actually leaving for Columbia for another fight in round two in Columbia round two. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just got back a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we're going again and leaving in a little over a week. So next Monday we'll, we'll head out there again. We'll I feel like we're going to be bilingual by the end of the year. <laughs> maybe you will. Yeah. Duolingo maybe. at night. It's just like chiming while I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just yep, <laughs> always. <laughs> oh man. All right, dude, it's bugging me. I got it. What's right. up with the corn? The corn. The corn. I was about to say, okay. go back. I got to so, hear this. <laughs> show up late. And obviously everyone's been doing their basic training. Everyone knows each other. The crew, they're all friends now. And this new guy shows up. Who's the like, FNG? Yeah. We're, uh, where were we? We're Pine Hill Preserve or somewhere just doing some, some project cutting, just making some piles. And this, I wasn't there, but there were two other guys that were like, hey, what's the new guy's name? And they're like going through all the C names. And, uh, I think it was, it was, I think it was Dan or Trevor. And they were like, Oh, his name's Cornelius. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and for some reason that just stuck. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's definitely Cornelius. And it just devolved then, from there. <laughs> and then it just went to corn to Cornelius is super long. So and then they just, everyone started calling me corn. I was just like, okay. And okay like you, continue you the evolution you don't get a say in your nickname no there's yeah. more to that and then typically they're earned too so yeah you, I, I was you just, just the new came guy. on late yeah that's <laughs> all it was and then from there it evolved even more because Folsom Lake we're just type 2 IA uh I guess other people in fire like I don't know how common it is. They don't know the different types of resources, but they're always just like, oh, Folsom Lake Hot Shots, Folsom Lake Hot Shots yeah. over the radio. And Ran Beer Lally again. He was just like, man, we're not hot shots. Like, they might as well just call us Folsom Lake Hot Dogs. Oh, shit. So, so that <laughs> stuck. Like, just inner crew, like, hey, we're Folsom Lake Hot Dogs. Like, we're going to have fun with it. And corn, they're like, oh, well, you're not, you're, you're corn dog now. Oh, like, shit. You're not even hot dog. Yep. You're corn dog. I was just like, okay whatever the, the saga continues yeah yes it just keeps going yeah he gets introduced to people as corn yeah like do you really do you know his actual name or what? yeah just corn landon the guy you met here at hidden Valley. he yeah oh so much we could say about landon oh but yeah for sure our first place here in california was a gated neighborhood and so i flew home after the crew party in 2020 to go get married, like left all my stuff here. We get married. Five days later, we're five driving days later, out we're here. driving out here. Oh today. shit. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. With a 90 pound German shepherd in the middle. And Yeehaw. yeah, Landon is, he's like, Oh, like I'm going to give him a wedding gift. And 
Please tell me it was a Costco pack of corn dogs. It was toilet paper. <laughs> so, you know, close. It was COVID, it was toilet paper. He had a big yeah. pack. Yeah. But it's a gated neighborhood. And like, he didn't want to call us and be like, hey, like, I'm getting you guys a gift. Like, let the gate know. Like, also, I think we were getting married that day or something. Like, it was like. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was our wedding day. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. I forgot where I was even going with his story. You, he gets to the gate. Oh, yeah. And they don't let him in. They're just they're, like hard no. They're like, yeah, you're not on the list. They're like, what's like, who's the resident? Like, who do you know? And he's just like, <laughs> he couldn't. Oh, it's like, oh man, your Instagram name was also Chester, I okay, think. Yeah, and that threw him off. So was, not even his name on Instagram. He was like, I think it corn. He told the the lady corn. <laughs> for, I was like, <laughs> you know that's not my name. Anyway, she turned him around and we actually never got the toilet paper. Yeah, so. he drove from like Elk Grove. Elk Grove. All the way up to, <laughs> all the way to Cole, California. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good distance. <laughs> yeah. Like Cool's like it's not the middle of nowhere, but it's like down a lot of windy ass yeah. roads and stuff. It's it kind like of in 42? the middle of no- nowhere, actually. Yeah. Yeah. For all forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be more bummed about not getting the toilet paper. That money was uh, that was practically a currency back in COVID. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of cool, going from, I we are from a city in Kentucky. So that's where we're originally from is Kentucky. And I like, I'm just like, okay, like we're getting married. I don't want to be apart from you. Let's go. I visited what one time, but I didn't have yeah. any knowledge of like where I was really like. I wasn't, I was disoriented. I was just like, oh, this is California. Like, cool, whatever. And he's like, I found this place on Craigslist (laughs) and it ended up being fine. Like no Craigslist killer or anything. (laughs) I mean, it was the middle of fire season. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure you found it on a fire. I was. And the landlord's calling me in Kentucky and I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Like that. Sure. That sounds great. I don't know. any. like I'm 2000 miles away. And uh, so I'd never been to the place at all. I'd seen pictures and you had like FaceTimed me, I think, because you had stayed there a couple of days yeah. um, before you flew back. Just my sleeping bag after a roll. <laughs> yeah. You had no utensils and they didn't give you utensils when you got takeout. You remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. It was like digging through your pack for like an MRE spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so then we pull up to our neighborhood and I'm like, this is where we're living now. Like cool is I think 2000 people. Lexington is like what a couple hundred thousand or just under like 150 or something. There's a lot of people in Lexington. It's a a bigger city. Um, And so I major culture shock. There's not even a stoplight in cool, like just a sign. Just (laughs) fields. Oak Savannah. And then like a week later we experienced a blackout. And my mom's like, did he move you to a third world country? No, it's <laughs> just middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and in California and they experienced blackouts apparently. So, yep, that was interesting. We were like getting the jet bowl out and like cooking our MRE like bound meals. And I'm like, what is this life now? <laughs> but like you said, we love it now. I've, I'm adjusted, but well, we're not there. Anymore. We're in Folsom. Oh, well, yeah, we're yeah, not. So. In, but even still, like, yeah, I adjusted too cool but now we're in the the city so the city the big city of Folsom the The suburbs of Sacramento (laughs) right (laughs) yeah but at least we have civilization around us there's like a what there's like an in and out burger that's nice you know oh yeah actually Folsom Uh, has so much I don't know if I should say it 
Oh no. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. No. Don't don't hot you think, take. <laughs> okay, hot take. Let's go. We're not big fans of it. We're not. Oh, okay. I we know. we like it, but like I don't understand the hype. Yeah, we don't yeah, that's the thing. But we love Chick-fil-A and a lot of people that we met out here are like Do Chick Chick-fil-A? Okay, oh yeah, I'm you. into it. I'm into thank it. You. Spicy chicken the all Lord's day. Chicken? Spicy, was like, it? Yeah, the Lord's chicken. Yes. They don't even open on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> right. We need to get it on the way home. True. For tomorrow. There you go. There's one in Reno. Ooh. I know we passed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, he's like, so you're scoping it out. Right, like, right. Like, land. <laughs> that's literally what we do for all big events, like anniversary, Chick-fil-A. Valentine's Day, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> My birthday's Wednesday, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> nice. It keeps, yeah. it, keeps it easy. Tradition. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So the reason why I want to do two so bad on the podcast is because you're both fighters, right? So you mm-hmm. fight fire, you fight people. <laughs> yes. Professionally. <laughs> <laughs> you fight mother nature, you throw on gloves and beat the shit out of people. So, yes, but it's cool because, um, you guys have a very unique relationship and I've been following your two stories for, I don't know, four five or four years or so ever since you guys got together and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool evolution to see that. And I was just like, there's a lot of lessons I think that could be learned out of your guys' relationship and like how you have to do the whole travel thing because you're all over the place. You're all over the place, particularly in the summer, but you guys are still making it work. And that's something very unique. And it's, I could imagine how hard it is, but you guys make it work. So what's your secrets? I have a lot to say. I know you do. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do you want to go first if you have anything? I was just going to say we love each other very much. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Love's what and keeps us together. Like we're, we're best friends. Like, I think it, it is hard, but it's also very easy. So I think it's all about perspective because when we first, like, like I said, I've been with him since he started fire. So I experienced for the first three years of fire, the, I stay in Kentucky, you're gone in California for six months. So like we're apart, we were apart for half of our engagement. Like I planned the wedding by myself and did all that. So that was, I wanted to help. He did. He, yeah, but how you're in the middle of BFE with no cell phone service. But he wasn't the typical man where it's like, you do everything. Like he actually wanted to help, but you know, circumstances. Um, but I think for us, it's viewing the time apart as a, time to like long for each other more. And instead of, Oh, you know, out of sight, out of mind, like you're not here. So like, I'm going to focus on what I have going on in front of me. And that doesn't negate challenges. Like it's definitely, um, hard. One of the main challenges I think for people on fire and then like the family that stays home is life doesn't stop when you guys leave, you know? And that was one thing that was hard for both of us. And, and it was a challenge that was actually cool to walk through together. Again, it's all about perspective, like not looking at the challenge as, Oh shoot, I want to get out, but looking at it as, okay, how can we get through this together and allow it to bring us closer together? But that was one where I was like, okay, Hey Chase, I am, I have a routine down and like, you can't come in and expect me to just like stop everything. But that was more so me. I think I wanted to just like quit life when you came home and like, yeah, I could take a break. Yeah. Like just flat back I'm and on the couch for a while. Every two weeks. <laughs> like that's I'm not realistic. That. Um, but then like the same thing, like if he needed something from me, it's like, well, like emotionally or whatever, 
um, and vice versa. It's like, okay, we have to understand where the person, the other person is at, like Mm -hmm. in that season. And same thing for you when I'm training for fights, like it's not the same by any means, but it can be similar. Whereas you're like hyper-focused, like, you know, when you're on a fire and you have time, like he has time to call or whatever, and I'm trying to vent about my day or whatever. And I'm expecting him to be that like emotional support, but it's like, he's just dealt with whatever, you know, that happened that day. You're getting your dick kicked in on the side of a hill somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, for hours and hours. And And she's like yelling, why aren't you listening? Because I've fallen asleep. I'm exhausted. (laughs) But that can happen. But But that can happen. You know, where I'm like, I need you to be this person for me, but it's same dynamic with like fight camps and stuff. Like right now, like I'm about to fight in a little less than two weeks. And so I can be a little bit irritable. (laughs) And so it's just about, (laughs) I know. It's not that bad. I'm kind of used to it, but it's kind of like the same thing. Like I'll come home and like it's off season now. I'm like, like, let's go get some ice cream. Let's like watch a movie. Uh And now you're on a strict diet. She's like, no, I'm just like. It is so odd because now it's like, okay, there's fire season and then there's heat season because, you know, my, my ring name is the heat. So it's like, okay, now it's my season and it's the dynamics are very similar. Like I said, not the same by any means, but it can be similar like emotionally and stuff. And so it, it is, it's interesting, it's difficult, but it has really brought us like, so it brought us together. That's so, so it sounds super cliche, but it is allowed us to grow so much as a couple and individually, but it goes back to, we view it as a chance to grow closer together than further apart. Because a lot of people that I've talked to, like I'm involved in this support group on Facebook with the fire wives and partners. And there'll be times where people will post on their the opposite. Like, I, I don't know if this is for me. Like, and I've said those things before too, cause it's just hard. Like I did the Lord create me to do this. I don't know. But then I'm, I go back to yes, because I chose chase and I'm going to always choose chase always. Like he is my person. And so hearing like those stories about people viewing it as a, t- a thing that can bring you further apart. I think it just goes back to, okay, well, wait a second. Like, why did you choose that person in the beginning, like go back to that. And I've always said, even when I'm, I struggle, 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 which is a lot missing him that he's a hundred percent worth it. Like you said, in the beginning, always hands down. You did have a lot to say. I know. I just feel oh, so she's, passionate. She's, she's the talker. So, <laughs> but I feel so passionate about this because it is such a, and it can be such an issue, you know, like even regardless of my profession, yeah. just being with a wildland firefighter is so hard. Like it is not for the weak. It is not for the faint of heart. It it's even different than like dating somebody or being with some married to someone in the military. Like, again, it can be similar, but it's, it's even different than that. Like the culture is different. Um, and so it, yeah, it's just something that I, I because I love chase obviously, but I just, I, feel so passionate about that because the divorce rate is so high. And I don't think that it should be like, if we could just have, I don't know, more support in this and like more conversations like this, where it's like, okay, this is not necessarily our secret, but like, this is something that helps us. And like, how can we help you 
get to this place, you know? Yeah. Cause it, again, we struggle. Like we don't not every struggle. couple does. Right. For yeah. sure. It's just part of the game. For sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, especially for the dynamic of missing each other for so long, but all, I mean, it, and it's not just for one deployment. It's every year we deal with, you know, oh, it's yeah. fire season always comes back around. And I think that's what the, the looming fire season can be hard. Cause it's like, okay, we have, I have you, I feel like for this, however many more months we have, but then come January, I'm like fire season's here <laughs> yep. and, yeah. because it's going to be here in, you know, a few months, even though it, he, I lose him about May, June, but it's like, dang, just that constant looming. But it's like, no, we let's, it is allowed us to cherish our time that we have together so much more, even though it's so hard. I tell you that all the time when we're apart, like I miss you. My heart aches physically so much, but I am so excited to be back with you. And it, it makes our time so much more special. The, the homecomings are really like, it doesn't like, oh, like we're just coming back from another two week assignment. Like mm-hmm. every single time, like we make it a point to like really come together. Like, yeah, like hey, celebrate that time. Yeah. yeah. Like you know? we're back together, you know, like make the moment intimate, yes. not like sexually intimate, but like well, intimate, like too, as, uh, you know. <laughs> well, there's that too, but <laughs> very important to a relationship, obviously. But That's the, the secret, like That's the, the secret. <laughs> just great sex all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think that intimacy of like actual true connection, like being very present and in the moment, I think that's yeah. very, that it's a very powerful thing or else people wouldn't fall in love with each mm-hmm. other. Right. Right. And so I they redo think, that all the time. Yeah. And, and for us, we've been blessed with, and not always have we been blessed with people like this, but as of now we we're blessed with people that understand that too. Like I have to cancel because Chase is coming home. Like, cause you know, fire season is unpredictable. So oh, I yeah. can't just be like, oh, you're going to be home on this date, this date, this date. Like you never know. Don't worry like that, homie. No. Mm-mm. And fire Mm-mm. season always crushes my hopes and dreams. Always. <laughs> never like, make plans. Never. Yeah. It's the worst. Um, but we like our friends understand like, oh, okay, yeah, you need to be with Chase or, you know, vice versa. Like if I made any plans apart from Chase, like with my people, it's like, okay, no, you need to go home. Like I get it or whatever. So that, I think that's important too, like surrounding, having a community and not necessarily these people are not in fire. So I'm not saying that you have to be like your whole life had to surround with the fire community. Um, I mean, that's also a beautiful thing, but just having people that get it like, okay, mm-hmm. I might not really understand. Cause I don't have anyone like I don't have a loved one in that community, but I get that you need to be with your husband. I think just like any support system at oh, all. Yeah. Cause even our, I was just thinking like, even our family doesn't get exactly what he does. And yeah, they probably think that you're a smoke jumper or you work for Cal fire. That's like the <laughs> oh, stereotypical Cal responses. Every or time. that he's on every big fire that's on TV. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. Chase to chase by that fire? No. How There's 50,000 of us at any given time. Right? You know? like, why isn't he on that fire? Well, cause they have, other resources besides Chase's crew, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Man. And it, it is like different between like, like she said, like when we were dating, we would just say the, the one goodbye. Yeah. I would stay in Kentucky. And so it'd be, I know I'm, I'm going to see him around October. But then getting married, bring her out here. This was awesome for me. Like 
we were like 20 minutes from the station, get off work, come home. My wife's there. She can make dinner. Like we can hang out super sick. But for her, it was like, Oh, I have to say goodbye over and over and over again. And just like trying to work through that and just, and then getting the, my hopes up like, Oh, he's home. Yeah. But for how long, like, you know, and not trying to get my hopes. I get my hopes up every time. Like I'm, I tell him like, I'm not going to get my hopes up this time. They're we, we both always. Do. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, for sure. That optimism I, though. It's like, it's, it's necessity, right? Yeah. Saying, you have think, to be yeah. optimistic about it. I think that's a good thing. Like I don't, I, I tell people cause again, in that group and like other fire wives and spouses and partners that I've talked to, like they, they always say like, Oh, it'll get easier. But I always tell him, I don't want it to get easier. Like I want to miss him this much every time. Yeah. Like, yeah, do I want to be able to maybe deal with it a little better sometimes and not get so emotional maybe, or, you know, whatever, maybe, but like, I, I want to always feel this ache and like this missing piece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was, that was a, an interesting transition coming out here. And then I thought it was going to be great too. I was like, oh, I'm going to see him all throughout the fire season. Yeah, think again. It was, number one, <laughs> think again because I get to come home. I don't have to cook a frozen pizza every night. <laughs> and then I'll I'm come, like, wait, my I have wife to will cook, cook the frozen pizza for me. <laughs> Look at that. I, yeah. Right, and I just I'm like, I cut off second, like I have to two cook minutes. For two people now when I was just for two weeks cooking for one person, which again, all things that are good and like positive. Yeah. But also a complete, I'm a, most of us are creatures of habit and routine. And as an athlete, I, for sure am. And I need to be just like, you are ruining my routine right now. (laughs) Like I couldn't get any like footing. I couldn't get my footing at all, any traction or anything, no momentum. Um, and so, and, and also we don't have any family out here. So Mm -hmm. speaking of support system, that first season was one of the worst seasons in California. Like you were gone all the time. Like we had I thought we had moved to the apocalypse because it was just red, just red skies yeah. for just eight months smoke. out of the year. I'm like, what is happening? And then it's been kind of mild the past two years. So it's because everything already burned. <laughs> <laughs> it all burned that first year. Um, so that was, that was interesting, but yeah, it was a lot harder than I realized that it was going to be to say bye so many times. And then how do I get into a routine when He's going to come and it's not his fault. It's just, that's just the dynamic. It's like, okay, he comes. You're How recording do I this, keep? right? I am. Okay. You're on oh. record. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't blame you. You're going to replay this one day. Like, ha, see, you said it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, that was hard. And I don't even know, again, I don't have like a formula for how I even like got past that, but I, I think actually the main thing was the support system, like just having people around me and building a community. And that's with when you move anywhere new, but specifically when you don't have family and you don't have your person around so often. It's hard. It's so hard. And so, yeah, we immediately got plugged in with the church. And now, now that we're in Folsom, we, you know, got plugged in with the church around us. And so that's been really big to have community in that way. But even like, you know, getting your work community and like just just having those people to, hey, I'm not feeling like being a person right now. Like, I just need you to let me be or vice versa. Like, okay, I need people around me, like come and and help me lift, like lift me up and get me out of this. That was huge for me, for sure. Yeah. 
You mentioned something uh, earlier in that is uh, creatures of habit and how we're kind of stuck to routine and very disciplined. I mean, you, both of you don't have a choice. I mean, I'm sure you're just as much as a creature of habit and like have the same discipline that she does, but it's just in a different context. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a hundred (laughs) percent. You have to rely on knowing where your shit is at all times. Like some, one of the things that like used to drive me nuts is like, like something will be missing. It's like not put back like tools specifically. Ah, ah, there you go. And it just drive me fucking nuts. Cause like, it's like, well, I'm just like so into work brain mode. Like I know where all the critical tools are. I know where the stuff is. I know where this, that, and the other things are. I know where my shit is. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I depended on it. It's yep. just like you do, you know? And, uh, it's hard, man. Cause like you, on the other hand, like, Hey, I've got to do this, this cut for weight. I got to make this, uh, for a diet. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing, just different context. Yes. So how do you guys navigate that one? Mm. I got an extra pair of gloves if you guys want. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> That's how we navigate. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it actually works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just like our personalities. Because my habits are. I don't want to put you on the spot being like clean what? and organized. Oh my gosh. No, not I that she's it. not, but like <laughs> I wake up, like I want to make the bed. Like I want to have a clean house, but like she's in training camp. Like, She's not worried about any no, of that stuff. I like, get up, brush my teeth, run, or, you know, go work she out She needs to prep her, her meals, like has to be at the gym. She has to be running. Like all that's just little extra things that she doesn't need to worry about. Like that's just an extra stressor yeah. to her. But for me, like those things kind of relieve my stress. Yeah. That, yeah, like those are sure. my habits that I enjoy doing. So, so you enjoy like helping out. It's like you're getting satisfaction out of it by like contributing to her success. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And I think it goes back to, this is going to sound like, I don't know, old school maybe. I'd, and I don't mean for it too, but these are just the roles that we play. Like I cook dinner, like I make the meals and stuff. And I'm not saying all women have to do that, but like, yeah. it's just what, what we are dynamic and that serves him. Yeah. And so it's, goes back to kind of what you were just saying it that's how he serves me and helps me be successful and then same for him like when he gets home from a fire or whatever and he doesn't like he said doesn't want to make that frozen pizza or whatever I always make it a point to like we're gonna make breakfast like I'm I'm gonna do this for you because I haven't gotten a chance to like serve you in this way and love you in this way and I was just thinking about last summer I fought last August. So I was finishing up a training camp in the middle of fire season. And like, that was hard because I was missing that. And you don't really even fully, I think, understand what your partner brings to the table until you don't have it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know, and like, you're grateful, but you might not be like fully aware. I was definitely fully aware last like July and August finishing. I was just like, Chase, we are never doing a training camp apart. Oh man. And then we did on accident, but that's a whole other thing. Just Wait. life happened. Oh, January. Yeah, yeah. January. That yeah. was that was on you. It was. I told you not. I know. Anyways, you live and you learn. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that made me so grateful for that what Chase does. And I I still feel that when I'm not in training camp, because like when you're when you're missing, you almost go through like this grieving period when you miss each other and chase 
kind of has the distraction of of actual fire and like yeah. work and yeah. stuff. Not um, getting nailed by a tree or yeah, something. Right. You know? Like you can't really, I mean, he definitely misses me, but like you can't think about it all the time. Whereas I think about it all the time. Like I'm just thinking about, oh, Chase could be here. Or like even when I go and do th- something fun, I'm like, it's not as fun as it would be with Chase. Like I grieve the memories that we can make together. Um, but so I, I feel. Can I say something real yes, quick? Yes, you can. I do always like, no matter how hectic it is out on the line, like I will check my phone and like, if I have like just enough service, like just real quick, I always send just, Oh yeah. That's another thing. You just, do. Hey, I love you. Like yeah, just so just she knows discipline. that I am thinking about her. The that's little shit. Know? That's yeah. a huge will- discipline that you do well. Yeah. Uh, because that, that's something that we hold on to. Like, I know the whole saying is, you know, no news is good news. But it still sucks not oh, yeah. having news. Mm-hmm. It and doesn't make it suck any less. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah, we usually do try to do a phone call, but most of the time I'm just like, yo, like, I'm going to bed. Like, right. He has no like, energy like, to do that. Yeah. So, like, just trying to do that when I can throughout the day or, or the people assignment. are sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not always. And, and I know that you don't have service always, but it's just like, finding the little pockets of service where it's like you literally have one bar and it's just one text. Like, even if it's just love you, mm-hmm. like that is enough for him. It's like, okay, he's okay. Everything's fine. Um, and so I do like, that's huge that you do that. It's usually, Hey, love you. Get my dick beat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Talk later. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Love yep. you. Yep. Night. <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of the texts or like, Sid nudes later. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting spicy. We have to put a, a lot of the, uh, which that's a, another thing that you just find like ways to still like love on each other and like yeah. get fulfill that need. Cause when you're out there, you can't fulfill that need. Like, and I can't fulfill that need for you. And I don't have anybody to fulfill. Like you can't feel, fulfill that need for me, but it's just like, okay, I'm going to, even if I'm not, comfortable doing that or whatever like we make sacrifices for each other in that way so that's another thing that you have to it's not just like okay i love you or whatever it's like okay whenever i can i'm gonna gift him with this or gift him with that or like try something sexy talk yeah Yeah. or whatever like that's been huge for us i'm just just putting it all out there i'm just saying like this stuff (laughs) needs to be talked about yeah there's yeah (laughs) it needs to be talked about there's no reason why because i just like this is normal human being relationship everybody does this stuff right so why the fuck aren't we talking about it that's what i'm saying and and that's another thing i feel passionate about it's like okay these are maybe like risque topics or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like that's the reason a lot of the times the reasons why people fall out of love i don't I hate when people say that or like just get complacent basically. And they stop putting forth effort and choosing the other person is because we're not talking about these things. Like these are ways that you can bring us, keep the spark alive, quote unquote, or like bring it back. Cause sometimes it dims way down. Like it's not there, but you can always revive that. And it's just about putting forth the effort. And I, I feel super passionate about it. Not just because I'm in a relationship like this, but because I see like talking to other partners and spouses and like seeing what's posted on the Facebook group. It's like so heartbreaking because it's like your partner is not putting forth the effort because it can be on the wildland firefighters. Like Chase, he puts forth so much effort, even when he 
is super tired and like really has nothing to give, he gives me that last little bit of himself Mm -hmm. to help me. But then it's also like the partners too. We can't just play the victim all the time. You know, that's a a huge issue. And, and one that I've struggled with, like I, you know, complaining to chase, like you're not being this for me or you're not, but I have to take a step back and understand. You gotta get that shit off your chest too. I mean, and and that is right. And just like he does. Chase has been great about being super patient and just like letting me vent sometimes. And, but then I also have to be understanding and know that he might not give me back what I'm looking for. Like that emotional part that I'm seeking, but at least I, like you said, get it off my chest and know that he really is wanting to give me that, but it's just, that's where he is right now in his space. It's just understanding that part of the lifestyle. It's like, okay, there are certain times where Chase is going to give me this part of himself. And sometimes I'm going to have to bring up that other percentage, you know? And I think it boils down to being a hundred percent. We we're not, I, I also don't like, but I say it sometimes, so I'm not judging people that say it, but like, you're my better half, but really we're both a hundred percent of a person. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so when he, cause you're not a hundred percent all the time, but I can give him some of mine. Yeah. And instead of being 50, 50, if I'm, if we were just 50% of a person and I go down, I'm now I'm at 30%. And like, you have to give me 20%. Now you're at 30%. But when we are two whole people coming together, that's different. Oh, yeah. So then I can give him a little bit of myself to build him up and vice versa. So I, and I, I don't think that that boils down to, you know, Chase and I were, I, when we definitely were meant to be, but it, it's not just like, okay, you were always from the beginning of time supposed to be with me. That can be any person. It's just about choosing that person that you have chosen to be with. Prioritizing. Working, them. Yes. Working on yourself. I always heard that like, oh, how are, how have you been married so long and happy? Like, oh, I choose them every day. You're like, you don't really think about it. Yeah. Well, you don't understand much. it. Yeah. And you don't, you don't, you definitely don't understand it until you get married. Yeah. But like you really do wake up and choose that person every day. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it never stops. Like, yes, we chose each other October 4th, 2020. Like when we said, I do. Send us anniversary gifts. <laughs> Shameless plug. Your wedding right registry is still open, right? I can, I can replace that toilet no. paper for you guys. <laughs> but it's like, I, there have been multiple times and we've had the best three years of our lives. Like whenever we hear our friends be like, oh, marriage is such hard work. We're like, really? <laughs> Cause it's just super I, easy. But I mean, there's yeah. still like little things, you know, where you're upset or annoyed or whatever. Pissed off from work, yeah, et cetera. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just life. And again, it goes back to perspective because sometimes people might view those things as the hard, that's what's the hard work for them. Yeah. But that's like, really, if you boil it down, it's like the day-to-day life shit that yep. really, yes. it, it, you're bitching about minor inconveniences of life. Right. And yeah. I remember there was one time recently where I can't even, it, it's one of those, you can't even remember what you were bickering about, but we just look at each other and start busting out <laughs> laughing. Like it was just one of those where it's like, what this is fucking even, ridiculous. Yes. What are we even doing here? And it was, we I don't done. remember, but I, cause I took goose out yep. on a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cause me, like the little things, I'm just like, 
I can just brush them under the rug. Like does not bother me. I'm cause I'm still going to choose her. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like I'm not going to stay mad. I'm the emotional one. She I hold the grudge. She is going <laughs> to hold a grudge and stay mad. Take, take goose out on a walk around the apartment complex. I come back in and she just happens to be right there at the front door. Like as soon as you open the door and we just like eye contact and just burst out laughing. Yeah, like, why, like, okay, why are we mad over. at each other? What are we like bitching about right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> there was, that was the conflict resolution right there. Done. Yep. Under yep. the rug. Done. <laughs> yeah. I Not always it, is it like that, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, it, it's just part of life. Like everybody has conflict, you know, but having those, the, putting in the effort, which I think is a major underlying factor in your success as a, as a couple is the amount of effort that you're dedicating to each other. Right. Yeah. So putting even that, putting the same amount of effort into your daily day, day to day stuff, or I, mm-hmm. I love you this or the date night or whatever mm-hmm. is equally as important to put into, into conflict resolution as well, because yeah. if you can't like put in the effort then what's the fucking point. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, like, what are we doing? That, that the whole was 100% hard, thing. hard yeah. for me when we got, cause like, like I said, like the little things like I, I don't worry about and I would just like mm. shrug them off, but like the normal, like, toxic masculinity not talking about my feelings like she'll force me to talk about my feel. i'm like oh like just pry it out of you yeah <laughs> that's a good thing but it also she gets yeah. to like talk back to me and i can listen yeah and it really like that two-way communication like you you cannot beat that and i think it also is like not going into a marriage or a relationship like this expecting the person to just know everything that you're thinking you're feeling uh-uh. know how to love you a hundred percent correctly and like we did premarital counseling and everything like we went over our expectations and highly recommend that he thought it was super dumb at first and then now i'd probably like, be on your side too but he's like why are we doing this like, it was, we don't it was have worth problems 100 worth it still don't know not. what our love languages are but oh, sounds like acts of service for both of you just you know outside looking in here yeah um and words of affirmation. Uh, words of affirmation. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, he knows my love languages, guys. Duh. But, <laughs> but like we went over it, it cause it's not count like it's called premarital counseling, but you're not counseling issues. You're it's pre-marital counseling. Like you're counseling issues that could come up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what are your expectations that you don't even think about financially? Have you talked about are you gonna have a joint account? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay the bills? Who like, who's going to be, are you both going to do finances or, you know, what does that look like? Do you want kids and, and things you would think that you've talked about, but like sometimes you haven't, yeah. or how are you going to parent? How are you raised? And that was something that was like eye opening for both of us. We'd been together for what, three years or two, yeah. at, whatever, three years by the time we got married, I think, um, or two and a half or whatever. And so we'd been together like a long time seemingly dating and had thought we had gotten to know each other fairly well, but then going through those expectations, like, Oh, that's what you thought. Like, I remember we're going to go back to sex because apparently that's what I like to talk about. But, (laughs) um, but one of the things that was interesting was one of the questions was like, how often do you think that you are going to have sex at Per week, every day, and I, I twice a day. No, that was, that's what that I her. put. I put like five to six times a week. <laughs> and Chase is like, uh, three to four, whatever you said. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't that something far moderate. Off. Like, it wasn't that far off, but it was realistic. And that's Chase. 
very realistic. Very grounded. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I am a visionary. I dream. She was like, and I'm what? I'm like, what? You're not going to want me every single second of every day? And now looking back, I'm like, thank God that you don't want me every single second of every day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's just like interesting things that you like think, oh yeah, that's what marriage is going to be. But that's not holidays and family. Oh yeah. Traditions. That's, yeah. Like, and she, she wanted, it was Thanksgiving at her family's Christmas at her family's uh, Labor Day at her family's huge. Easter, like everything. And was, his family doesn't do holidays huge. So I was like, oh, well like he'll definitely give me all the holidays, <laughs> but it's about number one compromise. But going back to the original point, like not expecting your spouse to be exactly what you in your mind think a husband or a wife should be yeah and knowing that they are going to be growing just like you are and that for me what marriages showed me is all the flaws in me like not in chase it hasn't highlighted like oh there are things that i didn't know i mean i've learned a lot about chase for sure but i've learned for me i'm like dang i'm i'm not emotionally intelligent as i thought like (laughs) You know, like you're, I'm, I'm a baby sometimes. What the heck? <laughs> I am a 36 year old man child. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, just, I think expectations, like getting those nailed down and, and then being adaptable because expectations are going to change too. You are going to change. And if you don't change again, why are you in this relationship? Like you're not growing as a person. You're just staying Bingo. stagnant. Like that's not good. Yeah. And that's a big one too. Like the whole growing together while improving together. Oh, pushing each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like to oh, be better, sure. whatever it is. Like whatever it is. Like even if you she, don't think that like, it's not something that you want to be better at, but you know that this is going to make them better. Like, okay, be that for them. You know, she, she doesn't like it when I call her out sometimes, but, oh. I'll, but I'll be like, no, like you should do this. And she'll like, Oh, like see the hamster wheel start to turn yeah, a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, no, you're, yeah, I, I do need to work on that or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Like, again, and go. I for me, the main thing was like, I'm super emotional, so I seemingly was like, oh, I'm the more emotionally intelligent because he, you know, like he said, like I don't talk about my feelings, whatever, whatever, and I've helped him get out of his shell in that regard, mm-hmm. but he's also helped me realize just because you're emotional doesn't mean you're emotionally intelligent. Like that's not, those don't always coincide. Yeah. And so I remember like a couple months ago or whenever it was where I was like, since when did you get more emotionally intelligent than me? Cause you, you like pointed something out and was like, <laughs> you're not actually listening or whatever it was. Like, I can't remember, but I was just like, Oh shoot. <laughs> Calling me out. <laughs> well, at least you have like the uh, humility. Both of you have the humility to, take what each other are saying into like to heart and actually think about it, not act Mm -hmm. upon like anger or some sort of emotion, sadness, whatever, sorrow, guilt, whatever it is, you know, for for the most part, I'm not going to say we're perfect. Everybody's guilty of it. We definitely do. Yeah. I don't want people listening like, Oh, these people have it down. They're the perfect marriage. Definitely not. But it, even if you do act out, it's like being able to reflect internally and be like, did, was that warranted like me being emotional or like getting upset? And then if you, you know, go and look inside and you're like, yeah, actually like he was in the wrong or she was in the wrong, then you go and you talk about it and then you productively, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Not just like calling them out and like you actually go and rationally talk it out 
and for the purpose of not being right, but for bringing you together, like amending what's wrong. But then there are sometimes where I like look internally, I'm like, no, that was definitely me just acting out like that wasn't warranted. I shouldn't have done that. And then, you know, that's when it goes back to being humble, which you are way better than me at, but like, you know, going and apologizing. You're a professional (laughs) fighter. You don't have to be humble. (laughs) Well, that's the thing though. I think that's important to point it out is like both of you, both of your careers are predicated off of fighting something to win. Right. Because the, the consequences of losing, well, possibly fatal for you yeah. and possibly losing your title for you. Right. And I mean, boxing yeah. is, we saw a person die in the we ring. We did see someone die in the ring. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Not as, not as risky as yours, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, for sure. I mean the, the risk, yeah, is high in relative for both, but high in both for sure. Yeah. But to take that whole fighter's mentality, whether it's in fire or actual fighting, you know, it's like, Typically, and I'm guilty of this, is when I take an argument, I, I, I've been very reflective as how if I get into an argument, it doesn't matter what, who it is, I try to not fight to win because you say some stupid shit when your sole purpose yes. is to win an argument. Oh, yeah. It yes. is so fucking dumb. Yes. Yeah. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and so I think uh, for us, like, it's interesting because we are personality wise are very different, but. At the same time, because of what you just pointed out, the dynamic of our professions, we both are type A in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are times, like I said, personalities were different, but we both have to be a little bit type A. Yeah. And so that can be, that can make the conflicts interesting sometimes, even though he is quieter than me, like he's still very like argue passionate. About and not arguing sometimes. <laughs> she'll just be like i want you to yell at me i'm just like why and he's why? just being like super rational i'm like the stoic yeah. yeah and it's not, not like even he's sto- not i'm just he's like not talk he's not nothing, not talking but like i'm not angry like we're just having a disagreement <laughs> i don't right yeah i don't need to raise my voice but again this- it's that it goes back to okay is this warranted is this behavior warranted because there's sometimes we're like if you have arguments that are a little bit heated, that's not bad. It's normal. Yeah. It's completely yeah. normal and healthy. And like, you do need to get those emotions out again, healthily. Like, like you said, not to win just to, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like, let me just get this off my chest. Not saying something that's going to hurt or that's derogatory or defaming the other person. Like you're just talking about whatever is bothering you. But I have to also like look back and be like, okay, this is my parents love each other, but I was definitely, I mean like so much, but I was raised in a house where they had some knockdown drag outs and, and I, my mom had me at 21. So I kind of grew up with them. Like they were kids having a kid. And so I got to see a lot of altercations that, but I always got to see the resolution. It was beautiful. Like they always made sure that I saw them make amends and conflict resolution and, and restore what was going on. But for him, he, you also saw some arguments, but that turned him off from arguing. So that was an, it goes back to just, okay, let's talk about how were you raised? What are your expectations for even arguments? Do you want to just like sweep it under the rung? Do you want to like, that's your festers if you do that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
Um, but like, what are your expectations? Is that what you would think is going to happen? And for me, it was so weird for me when she like wanted to fight. Right. Yeah. For me, I'm like, we need, like, no, we need to handle this right like, now. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but then I had to know, like, sometimes that's not the best option because mm-hmm. of what you said before. Like, I, am I fighting to just win? Cause sometimes in the moment that, yeah, everyone yeah. goes through that where it's like, no, I'm just so mad. No, sometimes you just need to chill yeah. and just take not, fucking 10, think yes. about what you're about to say and then right. come at it calm. You know? Yeah. But I, you know, growing up, my parents probably did that, but looking back, I'm like, oh no, they handled things right then and there all the time. That's not true for sure. Yeah. Like they've been married for almost 30 years, I think now. And so it's like, there, that's not how you get to 30 years of marriage. I'm just like all the time. Let's just freaking duke it out. But coming into with Chase, it's like, okay, but also you can't be scared of conflict. Not that you were scared, but avoiding Avoiding. it. Someone's probably going to bring it up because you're a boxer and I'm scared and I don't want to get hit. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. I bet you just avoid conflict with her all the time. She does not beat on me. Okay. Most of the time she doesn't. Most. <laughs> I will put the pad on sometimes and let her. So and, only in the context of training, yeah. is there ever any of that? <laughs> no, we did do some body traded body shots in the kitchen one time yeah. for fun. I bet al- alcohol had to have been involved. No, no, <laughs> just sober, sober, <laughs> just trading body shots. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> Chase is like, can I take it? I can't. No, it hurt. body shots fucking yeah. suck, dude. They're horrible. Oh my God. Coming from a fighter. They're oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh, geez. But it's like the, the, yeah. Oh no. Nope. Also, man. if Kidney anyone nope. listening uh is interested in joining also like veterans crew, shameless plug don't again. you don't wanna <laughs> lose any gear or lose any stupid flips because Oof. it could involve some body shots. Poor Braxton. Yes. That happened this season. Ooh. Yep, yeah. lost some. And he but he had the option of choosing to either make Chase breakfast. Or put the body pad on and let me like see how if he could last 30 seconds with me just hitting him. Yeah, he did not last. He lasted 15 seconds. Straight <laughs> there to the is ground. video. Dude, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, when you take a body shot, like a solid body shot, because oh, I used yeah. to do Muay Thai, so I'd oh, get fed geez. knees or I was about to say, we'll show Jesus, you the video dude. later. Oh yeah. Oh. Because he had the body pad on, like he had padding on. <laughs> oh yeah. Even and with it, pads, it still sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. She's it's lifting a false me off the sense ground. of hope. Oh yeah. <laughs> Straight up, I'm in it's the a air. false sense of hope. They still hurt. Oh, yeah, those things, man. If There's you're, no security there. Like, you know how you have to uh, like breathe out when you know you're gonna get hit, you have to breathe, right? Oh. Yeah, tense. Oh, yeah, because if you don't tense and if you don't breathe properly when you're oh. getting hit, even if you're holding fucking pads, man, yep. you're gonna get gassed yes. in a second or you're gonna right. get injured, like yep. actually injured. Injured, yep, yeah, 100%. If you don't know how to hold the pads right, you may get hit in the face, yep. It may happen multiple times. There may be it blood could. drawn. Yep. <laughs> yep. Every that time. That might have happened a couple times with Chase. Holding pads. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a fighter. I've never done it. I, <laughs> yeah. No one likes getting punched in the face, dude. That's Samantha. <laughs> yeah, that's my She's thing. also just too fast for me. I just can't keep up. Like. Yeah, that's also a thing. Well, I think yeah. that holding pads, I mean, there's a, there's a skill level involved with that. To where it's an art. It's an art. And you like, have people to have chemistry with. With the, your fighter. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so when I am doing mitts with people like other coaches, there is a couple rounds where we're just getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. 
And so you're not, you're not talking, but like, yeah, you're, you're getting to know the distance. Okay. Distance what's the timing? Um, cause people, and people even hold pads different. Like there's definitely a right and a wrong way to hold pads, but like different styles, like Muay Thai yep. pads are like this. They're like, go over your yes. entire wrist. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And, or like the, and what I mean by styles for boxing, cause you don't want the pads to be way far no, in any no, fighting no, no, no. style. You're gonna catch no. a hook. Right. No. And cause you want it to be a mimic of this is my opponent. So you want him to get like as close to the face as possible. So you can be straight, but some people holding pads will go one, two, like one, two on different pads. Mm-hmm. Some people do the one, two on one pad. Cause it's like more of a smaller target. You just never know. Then it fires a Southpaw or the pad holders a Southpaw. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it, and, and like, do you, like, where do you throw your hook? Do you throw it higher? Or are we going to the body? You know, you just mm-hmm. never know. People call them different names. Like, what is your three, four? What is your five, six? Do you even do a five? You know, do you do five numbers? and six is left and right knee or yeah, left and right knee. I was no elbows say, for me. And that is not yeah. <laughs> for me. That's uppercuts right there. Yeah. So, and, and I don't even do numbers. I've since I've, I've been boxing almost 16 years now. So like, I know the numbers, but like, once you get to a certain point, like you don't need that. You just kind of go with feel, which mm-hmm. is also why you need to get to know your person because it's a chemistry there. hundred percent. It's a feel like, you know, the person, you know, how, what their combo they're going to throw and stuff or want you to throw. But yeah, it's, it is definitely a lot more difficult than just like, Oh, we've been dating for years. So like you definitely can hold pads. No, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) It's like even light sparring or anything like that. I mean, it's, we've, we've sparred too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we tried, tried (sighs) just body sparring. We thought that was going to be safe. No, it wasn't. No. No. She she started off letting me hit her. This was back when we were dating. So we, yeah, very immature. And then hadn't grown a lot. Yeah. She came back. Samantha is very heavy handed. I was just like, okay, <laughs> three KOs. I, I mean, I was shit. like, I was like, I've never okay. been hit by myself. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know you don't. Know. <laughs> Punch yourself in the face now. I was like, I was like okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, that's enough. She's like, no, I barely hit you. I was like, no, like, you hit me hard. That hurt. She's like, no, like, you're being a pussy. Like, that is not what I you said. You did. I swear. Oh you my said gosh, that. you're lying on me. No. <laughs> oh man but it's it's kind of cool uh i don't know i I find an enjoyment in like sparring i mean sparring is sparring except for captain heavy hands over here might not be so fun with her (laughs) (laughs) but boxing is totally different like yeah um i think that like the whole self-control thing is very important in that when you're sparring because a good trainer or a good coach they'll match your tempo and your power right yes so Right. Like learning that that's, you have to learn how to control yourself and know what the expectations are of your, uh, your sparring partner, your, whoever's holding pads for you or whatever. I was laughing because of your last fight. I knew that's why we're, so oh, I was, this is my first time in the corner. I didn't do anything, but you didn't have to. Yeah. Didn't have <laughs> to. So her coach is like, Hey, like just cruise through this first round. Just crew, like just take it easy. Cruise. She, she looks at us dead in the eyes in the middle of the you round. You can hear it in, in, in the, the video the in the middle of the round. And she like shakes her head. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Literally the next combo. Like 15 the, seconds the later, I knocked is, a girl out. knocked out. We're just like, what? what and I'm like, you? wait, what? <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> well, like, Calm I, down, Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I did dial it back. <laughs> like not enough. Yeah. 
Oh man. Oh well. But that no, that is it's a skill that I'm learning I need to have knowing like control because it's mm. about control. It's not it's not about like going lighter or like coddling your opponent or carrying them per se, mm-hmm. but it's like there's a time to set up things. Oh yeah. And it's not like the knockout not all knockouts come by just throwing haymakers the entire time, you know? It could be a mistake, it could be good timing, it could be good footwork too, even yes. feigning. And then when you get to, if that's all your mentality, when you get to somebody that knows what they're doing and you throw the haymaker, they're going to knock you out or potentially could. You're wide open when you throw a haymaker. Exactly. And so, and that's not what I was doing, but even like throwing good punches, but they're all hard. What if you get with a person that can withstand your power or they're blocking all your shots and you've just thrown and you're gassed. Yes. Complete power shots the whole time. You have nothing left. I've, de- I've seen that. I've experienced that. Luckily I have still won and been on the, you know, winning side and gotten the knockouts and stuff from that. But I've experienced like a little bit of that. And a lot of, I had 50 amateur fights. So I've had a lot of fights to mm-hmm. experience a lot of different things to go on in the ring. Um, cause it's all unpredictable and you try to prepare as much as possible. Everybody but, has a plan until they get punched in the face, oh, right? Speaking 100%. of Tyson. Yes. Right. <laughs> Great quote and definitely applicable in every single fight. Um, but what I'm learning as a pro now is okay. Now I, I actually do need some control. Like I need to set up that punch amateur. It was balls to the wall. Yeah. Every round you just, it's punches and bunches. And yeah, there would be some stoppages. There's not a lot of knockouts because as a female, at least we still wear the headgear mm-hmm. and stuff. Like there would be there heavier weight gloves, probably heavier yeah. gloves, more padding in the front. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a professional, there are a lot of the paddings on the wrist. Mm-hmm. So you, can, you the, can feel yeah. everything. <laughs> the paddings on the wrist is because you're guarding yourself. You're, so you don't yep. break your wrist or like exactly. injure yourself. Right. But yep. Yeah. Not, a, not, not a ton on the knuckles. knuckles. <laughs> They're hell of a lot lighter too. Yes. What are you guys fighting with? Eight ounce, 10 ounce? Eight, eight, eight ounce. Yeah. yeah. Like um, mittens. Yeah. The heavier They're weight so classes small. are 10 ounce, but my weight class is eight. Um, like tiny. Yeah. <laughs> But well they're tiny. It. They're tiny on her. Oh, like they're when we so first, tiny. When I yeah. first they're saw like the mittens, I was literally. like, and you're, you're you're a tiny human to begin with. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're, it's not like you're seven feet tall or right. anything like that. Right. But yeah, yeah. No, wild. they're small. I was just like, you're gonna like punch someone with the like you're gonna kill someone. You're, <laughs> you're gonna knock teeth right. out. So if amateur of twelve ounce, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it was a lot different, even. Then I realized it would be because obviously you're going to know like, okay, you're bumping up to the pros going to be different, um, different challenges. And you're off to learn the different style because styles make fights and stuff. But yeah, amateur, it was like, just throw as just much as possible. Get in there and yeah, kill. kill, kill, kill. And all I would see was red and <laughs> just like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. And then now as a pro, I, I have not learned this at all. I'm, li- I'm saying this as I am literally still struggling obviously from last fight, but of, okay, pace, calm down. Literally a couple weeks ago in one of my sparring sessions, my sparring partner was like, you were super patient today. And I'm like, no one has ever told me that (laughs) I received that entire compliment. (laughs) And so anyways, all that to say, I'm trying to now apply that to my fights. So we'll see how these fights coming up go. Um, cause we've got a couple for the remainder of the year, which is cool. Um, you have, uh, what, four more fights, right? 
So three, we have three, three scheduled, um, two this month and then one in December. And then, well, we have four, I guess, four scheduled, but yeah. not the, the fourth one is, uh, in January. So the nice. beginning of next year, but yeah, just all in the same, like rapid succession of months. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting and wild because I went the entire year without fighting at all like i fought in january mm-hmm. and then i was like well well there were some I issues guess. like oh, that last issues. yeah we there, talked about yeah. that and yeah. that's another thing that you don't think about like amateur yes i did have to there was financial struggle because you had to pay for all the tournaments and stuff and the travel and you you would get sponsors and you're try to and raise money and then once you made team usa they would cover most of the expenses but mm-hmm. even still some sometimes they would only give you like a certain amount of per diem per day which you experience like still having to pay out of pocket with whatever per diem they give you or whatever oh, yeah. yeah um but they would cover a lot of the expenses so but getting to team usa like that was a whole thing um yeah the, the tournaments would be like a, a pretty frequent throughout the year. So you'd have to know, okay, this is what I'm budgeting for the year, but you knew these tournaments are on the schedule. I'm going to fight <laughs> for sure. And yeah, sometimes fights would fall through, but if you go to a tournament, you've got 16 girls in your weight class or whatever, 32, however, cause there could be big weight classes. It's basically like a shark tank. You have to like beat your way yeah. through yes. the entire line. Yes. Yeah. For the Olympic qualifier for the trials, I had to fight five days in a row weigh in every single day. It was wild, the craziest experience, but all that to say, I knew when I was going to fight basically. Um, but then now as a pro, it's like, okay, um, I have to contact these promoters. I chase is my, uh, interim manager right now. So (laughs) chase does, which there's a shameless plug. If you're a manager and you're looking for a female <laughs> to sign, I'm in the market for a manager. Um, but anyways, I'm still at four and oh, so I'm still new in my career and just building my team as I build my record. But so anyways, Chase, try to contact the promoters, the matchmakers. Okay. Can we get on the show? What is the fee to get on the show? What is the opponent fee? Cause like there's a fee to get on the card and then there's a fee for the opponent. And then, then there's the fee to get there. Like, are you going to pay me in ticket sales? Will I make any money back? Like there's just so many negotiations and it's wild. Like I didn't, I mean, knew that there was that corrupt side of boxing on the business side. Definitely seen that. Right. For sure. A lot of fighters experience it. Yeah. Right. And I, but I didn't know like the magnitude, I guess of it. And like the, there definitely, I knew there were slimy people and stuff, but you just don't know, like <laughs> talking, <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess he, he's like the poster child for that. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you don't realize like what, how much greed and where's the greed? Like it, it's just, it's so interesting. So we were talking about that fight in March that fell through. Like that was one of the things that I had experienced people not showing up for fights or like not making weight or whatever, but like to experience it on the pro level when you are expecting, like you're holding, you're expecting people, a professionalism. Yes. You're expect yeah. you're, you're yeah. holding those people to a higher standard because we are professionals. Like, why are we not acting like it? That's like, that's like Chase showing up to the base, like beginning of the year as a squatty and <laughs> being a complete shit show. Like you just yes. don't fucking do that, man. Right. Exactly. And so that has been an interesting thing. And then now 
fighting on the, I mean, we've only had one fight on the South American circuit, but like seeing that side of things where it's like, no, these people just want to fight. Like yeah. where does you, you are going to fight. It's a ticket you, out too. Yeah. In like some of those yes. areas. I mean, a hundred percent. Oh yep. yeah. And it's, so, it's no different than uh, Thailand. Like a lot of people like go to the mm-hmm. training camps and yeah. become Muay Thai fighters yes. because it is a ticket to somewhere right. like, better. What are you fighting for? And yeah. so in America, a lot, I mean, not that they're not fighting for money there, but it's, it's money for a reason. Like, I, because like you said, a ticket out mm-hmm. or like to be better for my family and like give them a better life or whatever. And so here it's just, it's a lot of greed and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to try to get as much money as possible. It's like, well, why can't you just be okay with, why can't you not be a buddy fucker? Like how, how yes. do you not be a buddy fucker? Like right. try that. Start right. there. <laughs> like I thought that we were fighters. Like I thought we just wanted to fight. I don't anyways. So that's been frustrating to experience that, but then also just a learning experience. Cause it's like, okay, this is how it is. This is the profession I've chosen. And I feel a call to do it. Like, I feel so much joy when I'm fighting, which is so weird to say, <laughs> like literally when I'm just beating the dog shit out of someone i'm just like okay this is where i feel apparently sammy woke up today and chose violence <laughs> and i normally every do every day every day because there's just like no other words to describe what i do sometimes um but when i'm like in that space i feel at home mm-hmm. and it and it's not all not always is it me beating the other person up but it's just like being in that realm being with another like person who you are mutually respecting because it takes guts to even step in the ring. Like it's just such a beautiful experience. Um, and so I know like that is what I've been called to do. And so now I'm learning like, okay, because this is what I've chosen and this is where I find joy. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. And then just learning to how to navigate it. Like you're not going to be okay with it because it still sucks. It's just like, what you have to deal with. Like there's some BS that you have to navigate for sure. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. it, you're going to find that everywhere. Um, and it's just about learning how to like cope with it, I guess. And like grow from the experiences like back in March, that was horrific. Like it was horrible. Yeah. It's not like you're getting your fucking money back. I mean, no. Oh, yeah. And, and that, I'm sure that that even, ha- I know that it happens even at the bigger levels. Like I've seen it happen. Um, there's more money at the bigger levels. So you might get compensated a little bit more. I don't know. Um, we're not there yet, but it still happened. So I have, I had to learn and it took, it was a lot harder mentally on me than what I even realized because I felt like the sport that I love kind of like let me down in that way. Like I didn't want to go back into a training camp because of like, well, am I just doing this for nothing? You know? Yeah. So that was, it was hard to you know, get back into that headspace to be okay with going through the grueling weeks that it takes to get ready for a fight. But it's like, okay, I, I just need to know that this is a possibility and that's not why I fight. I fight so that I can have bigger platform to share my story. Like, I feel like we have a beautiful story and like the Lord has given us that. And so that I want to be a good steward of what he's given us. And so that's why I fight. Like I fight because Jesus has given me a talent, Mm. not on accident. Like there's a reason why there's a reason why you are good at what you do. There's a reason why, you know, I have this inside of me. And I believe that for anyone, like we need to be good stewards of what we've been given. 
Oh yeah. And so like, that's what I have been given. And so I want to, you know, be able to do that. And with anything, you just have to deal with like wade through the crap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wading through yes. the crap. Yep. You, you know all about yeah. that one. <laughs> Literal crap sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I remember that speaking of literal crap, I remember uh, there was a fire here locally in the middle of fucking winter. It was like February, right? And uh, yeah, it was a lot of horses, a lot of cows, a lot of cattle in the area. And we're just sitting there mopping up shit, literal shit, like horse shit. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it's cool because you got the support system and you guys both support each other so well and make each other's dreams come to a reality. Mm -hmm. And like you enable each other to be your best humans, right? Because there's no such thing as a 100%, well, a 50, there's no such thing as a 50-50% relationship, right? Right. And even more so, a good friend of mine, who I'm not going to name, but they said that relationships, a good one, it's not give and take, it's give and receive. Yeah. Yes. And you guys do that beautiful. for each other too, so. Yeah. yeah. You made a post after, I think, my fight in January, and it was like, it was really beautiful. and kind of made me tear up but it was you explaining how like it's scary to watch someone I mean it's scary for me to I don't watch him go into fire but like I know but he literally watches me go into a fire like go into a fight you know and and part of yeah and I don't view it that way I'm like what I don't this is my job (laughs) right but same thing with him like he's not scared and and maybe you are a little nervous sometimes or whatever, but like, you know what you've done to prepare and like what you're capable of. And same thing with me. Like I'd never scared before a fight and it's just, it's a confidence in what I can do and a respect for what they can do, but knowing that I've prepared enough. And so after that fight, it, I got to see that side of things like, Oh wow. Like he, gets nervous for me and like see his reaction and it his went response. past the first round finally right, that was my one fight finally. that's been so, past the first round so it I, was interesting i did get hit for the first time so yeah. and that's like all that's all i saw was yeah. her getting hit right and so like, he watches the fight back and he's like no. oh wow you actually did win I'm like, no yes, no I like did. i knew she won but like after i was like oh like it was a little closer than i thought it was gonna be yeah and then and he she, watches she it back was like, and like, oh, no, wait, it no, wasn't. It wasn't. She was like, I beat the brakes <laughs> off of her. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. If you say like, yeah, you're the fighter. Like you probably think that you won. Yeah. That is true. That is being true. Being protective. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's got to be hard. We go back and watch the fight and like, we're just like on the couch chilling. Like she's next to me. And I was like, oh, you did beat the brakes off of her. Like, <laughs> well, well like, like in the that, moment. Yeah, yeah. In that moment, like yeah. that's all I saw was her getting hit. Yeah. Right. Cause you don't want to see. Your, no, you never want to see wife. your loved ones yeah, get but hit. like part of that post was him saying, but who am I to tell her what she's created to do? She can't do like, I'm just going to be exactly what she needs for me to be, for her to be the most successful in what she was created to do. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's Chase. Like that's what he embodies in a partner for me. It is literal partnership and like being my teammate and being who I need him to be. And I hope that I can be that for him. But like, that was just such a beautiful post and like concept for me to think about like, wow, I don't, cause for me, I'm like, oh, it's a no brainer. Like, I don't want you to go into fire. But like for me, I'm like, you don't want me, 
it's scary for you that I fight. Like, you know, I, that's just like what I've done for most of my life. So for me, I'm like, that's not scary at all. And so, but then to know that that also is a part of his life, it really helped me to feel seen because I feel that when he's doing fire all the time, but then also to know like, okay, I, we can lean on each other in that because yeah. we both experience it. We can it. rely on each other too. Yes. Yeah. Right. I can't, I can't yeah. sit ringside where she can see me now. No, I will never look at Chase in the middle of a fight ever again, unless I end it in the first round because he looked terrified and I was just like, okay, I don't need that in my life. Okay. <laughs> Stop being so distracting, Chase. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> like, cause he my, a shit, man. He cares. the other fights, he was like, you don't look at me after the fight. Cause they'd both been over in the first round well no not after the it's because you have so many fans you like to uh you're crowd pleaser so you go to all them shaking hands I just love kissing people. babies and i whatnot. love people so, so i get overlooked a little bit sometimes but not intentionally not yes, intentionally not intentionally i know chase is the one that i would want to run to the initially but i do get just about bombarded and that oh, was yeah, only, you're like photographers you got yeah, the announcer you got your team we were, and all we that were shit close too. to my hometown yeah and we were it's just my hometown, personal like my personality, like I'm not gonna. No, that's my wife. Like, get right? Out of the way. He's like, just gonna yeah. hang back and like let me do. Just let the thing unfold. Yeah. yeah. So that fight, I was like, I'm gonna like be intentional about looking, <laughs> looking for him. Look at him. He's fucking. Yes. Looks like he's <laughs> just. He's like looks like he just stabbed a kitten in front distraught. of him. <laughs> just so distraught. I'm like, this boy is about to bust out in tears. Like, I can't. No. Like, I'm not gonna do that again. Man. but you also learned yes you won't you i know that you won't react that way well knock on wood we'll okay put your put the shoes on the other foot though now if you were right. on the same fire right if i was sitting there watching him fighting because like i said i don't watch him fight fire like yeah. i don't have to watch him fight fire um, i see the videos post when mm-hmm. he's made it through that. it's already like said and done yeah. yeah and he's like like can we show me videos and you're like oh yeah that was super sketchy and i'm like I'm glad that you're saying that after, uh, but yeah, I don't yeah, have to, we, we could have died. <laughs> yes. I've heard that multiple times, but I don't have to see that. And yeah. so he's sitting there watching me like go into combat. And yeah. so yeah. It's a reference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was interesting. Cause I mean, I felt that with my parents, but like you, or I've heard it with my parents like, oh yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I'm like, that's my parents. So it's like, you know, like that's different. And even my mom, she gets more nervous with my brother when he, cause like I said, he started fighting. So he, he was, he actually continued to, we both fought alongside each other, which was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, and so anyways, Gretchen doesn't get nervous when Samantha fights. No. no. And I think Bro. it's just because I'm screaming the at the top she, of her lungs oh, yeah. on the Cheerleader. table. There is literally a picture from one of my fights where she's like, she's got this mean look. She's got like the neck vein thing going. She's got yeah. the neck vein and the forehead vein. And then I, there's a side by side that I created of me giving the same look in the ring that fight. It's just so cool. But but she would get more nervous when Thomas would fight. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I didn't really have to experience it so much with my parents, but I did hear like, oh yeah, it's, it can be a little bit nerve wracking or whatever. But then with Chase, I'm like, oh, he is my family now. Like he, I just love him. <laughs> yes, like, I am. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Thanks He's, for noticing. <laughs> I do but, exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, he can experience the same level of anxiety. Oh yeah. Well, it's a, you just, I mean, it's like frame of reference, I think one and two, I think it's just, you know, you want to be, you want to protect your, your loved ones. Yeah. You know? Oh so, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
but it's pretty wild. Like the journey that you guys do and how you guys empower each other to be like each other's best versions of yourselves. Right. Yeah. That's something special. I think a lot of people should take note in that and like really empower whoever it is that they're with to do the same. I yes. think, I think we both really enjoy just cause we know our firm foundation that we have in our marriage and that, like you said, from the beginning, like you've been watching us grow and just how we can be that example for others too. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, I think the cool, I always say this, one of the coolest things to me about our relationship is the glow up, (laughs) like how (laughs) how we have grown so much. Like if you would have, you know, looked at even how we got started, it was (laughs) That's all story, but, and I think it's a beautiful love story, but (laughs) it was kind of just, we wanted to just have fun. Like it wasn't to find anything serious. It was just, okay, we're both, you know, early twenties, like you're about to graduate. I think you're hot. Like, let's make out a little bit. (laughs) Like, let's not end up married. (laughs) What? Circa four years later. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so now like looking back over our relationship and seeing like, I mean, we've even broken up before and like that didn't last very long, but like we had a, a, you know, a clean break and, and all this, and we've gone through a lot of those things. And so now looking at where we are and it's just, it's so beautiful. And it is, you know, the firm foundation, like we keep Jesus at the focus and keep each other's needs and wants even above, he does this way better than me, but like above our own and knowing, like keeping each other in consideration instead of like, oh, this is what I want. Cause I, I definitely can be a little bit more selfish than you. And I apologize, but you're very understanding, but it's, it is just like that, having that dynamic where it's, it's not just me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know that we haven't had kids yet. Like that'll, you know, better than us. Like Hell yeah. Once, once, changes. one's a party, two is a crowd. I can yeah, tell you that. Right. So, oh, for sure. But it's great. I, and I have a six year old little brother now. My parents started over. Um, so I see that he's very good birth control for us. Uh, oh, yeah. But I see that, like, you know, the how that can add a whole other level of things. But I think that it, it goes back to, because um, my parents are the same way, like having that firm foundation. That was a beautiful way of putting it. This is our foundation, our love for one another, but more importantly, our love for God and what he has for us mm-hmm. and pursuing, pursuing that in over our own things or whatever, like just prioritizing what is the main thing and keeping that the main thing, Yeah, you know? Well, it's a good thing to do too. And even for uh, the people that don't um, have a faith or anything like that, or the people that are not um, religious at all, I mean, there's still the same values still apply. Oh, too. 100%. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Build a, yes. Don't pour a shitty foundation or it's going to yeah, fall apart. Same, right? it, it applies. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very applicable in, in all areas of life, but yeah, specifically with relationships, it's like, okay, everything has to, houses, all of it. If you don't have a firm foundation and you're rocky, you're, it's going to crumble. Oh yeah. Like don't build that house on a slope. There's a fucking rebar in it, man. Come on, let's go level that thing out. Let's get it going. And don't, even if that happens, rebuild, like we definitely are like such an example of that because we were, like I just said, we did not build on a firm foundation in the beginning. I mean, as much as we probably, our intention was to, 
do that. And like, maybe we had the heart to do it. We didn't like, it was a hundred percent. We didn't. And so we rebuilt and that's okay. And that's extensive not, remodeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's not something to be ashamed of no. because even old houses, what do you have to do? You have to replace the light fixture. Sometimes you have yeah. to you put tile in places or like rip up the carpet or whatever. You sure as hell don't want uh, asbestos walls or no. lead paint. Yeah. So, and that's not like, sometimes that ha- like mold and stuff that happens without your, you, you didn't mean to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just, happens or whatever, like something went on in the climate or whatever. It's the same thing with relationships. Sometimes things just life happens. Like things come in that you didn't expect. And like my parents didn't expect to have a six-year-old at this point in their life, in their fifties. And so that's, they had to pivot, but they just remodeled that section of their life. And same with, you know, where we are, we're so new still, but like under construction under, yeah, just like constant. <laughs> that's okay. Like, I think that's a beautiful thing yeah. and it's so it's cool. like owning a home, man. It's like, yeah. when, you, when you own a house, it's like constant. You're like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta fix that. Ah, uh-huh. oh, shit. I gotta, yeah. We live <laughs> in California. Yeah. We wouldn't know. We would- <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yep. That's a hundred percent. Oh man. But yeah, building upon those foundations and like constantly, constantly like improving yourselves mm-hmm. and each other at the same time and empower each other to yeah. be best humans. That's yeah. yeah, I think that's beautiful too. Like not ever, you're never going to be finished because no. like that, honestly, it can be kind of a letdown when you do reach a goal. I mean, it can be super awesome, but it's like, okay, what now? I was like Ben Strawn was saying, it's like a life is all of your life experiences are like peaks and valleys. Once you summit Everest, well, what are you going to do next? K2? What are you going to do? Right. Like, yeah. 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 And what's so your next after peak? The you still peaks, have to go down. You, and yes. up and up and up. After those peaks, you can really get caught in the valley for a long time. Oh yeah. And so viewing it as like, okay, in our relationship and even anything, this is applicable for any walk of life. It's like, you're never going to be done. And that's so cool. You can always be improving yourself and you can maybe even change who you are. Like you can go in a different direction. Like you're, you're never going to be the same person. And like I said, like referencing what I said earlier that you don't want to be. I wouldn't want to be stagnant. Yeah. Like Like if you're in a job where you're not growing and there's no, there's no way to grow or like opportunity. Why are you in it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when boxing stops being a place of growth for me, then I'll hang up the gloves. Like that's just, you're not going to have any purpose or joy in that. So. Same thing. We'd be set it on fire too. Right? Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. I mean, yeah, for sure. Intent, <laughs> wink, wink. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, man. you love it too much. Caught the bug. I did. Oh, he did. I yes. got out of fire, went into the firearms industry, got out of that and went back into like the present prevention side of fire. So it just keeps like really back in. It just won't take its hooks out of me. Yeah. So I think that's going to be Chase. And that honestly helps me too. Like knowing how much he loves it. It is so cool to see him step into his purpose as his wife. Like that is such a beautiful thing for me. And I go, I go back to that all the time because I'm like, he's you're very sweet. He'll be like, well, I don't have to do this if I'm struggling or whatever. Like I can find something else. And I'm like, I would never ask you to do that. If you decide that on your own, I will support you. But no, you love it too much. Like I'm not just like he said, I'm not going to ask her to not do what she's created to do. I feel the same way about him. So yeah, Yeah. we could go into that later. (laughs) 
pay oh, pay oh, and one oh, oh, oh jesus yeah. i thought that's where you were headed god yeah. the fucking band-aids come on congress if you if any congressional member out there is listening to this which i highly doubt will you stop putting band-aids on this like arterial wound right. like seriously Literally. just get your head out of your ass and just fix the problem simple as that i, I mean it's harder than should, that of course yeah but, but, but they probably know there's idiots like me that'll do the job no matter what for the low pay just because we like it so much i know it's, it's a hard sell yeah but uh what concerns me the most about this is like folks like you are few and far between there's like a lot of them out there right now that aren't in for the paycheck but how do you attract like new people how do you continue exactly. that that's legacy the that's the big thing yes right like acquisition there's the retention it's, issue but it's like acquisition too it's crazy like how are you going to sell like your crew to someone yeah. when they're getting all of these other opportunities that have way better benefits, way better pay, like I'm, oh, yeah. hours, I'm with the hiring like, and it's just schedule. Like, they start asking about like the housing and the pay and stuff. I'm just like, Whoa. Uh, don't ask, don't ask about yeah. that. Yeah. You'll find just, out when you get I was going to say, man, just come like, on the crew and like, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, shout out to Pete, Pete Dudgick and Olson, oh, man. A hundred percent. Also have yep. a nickname from him as well. Uh-oh. What's, What's that it? one? Uh, Charlemagne. Oh, that was him? Yeah, that was Dutch. Oh, yep. Indy still uses that one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But it's like folks like Dutch that are, you know, on the forefront of trying to push that stuff yes. and just like get shit done. Yes. Like Speaking of fighting, yeah. yeah. Man of the people. 100%. Yes. But the last thing that we should be, actually, no, the last thing that we should have and the consequently the first thing that should be a national headline is that there are homeless GWAT veterans living out of their trucks working on crews like yours. Yeah. That's yes. fucking insane to me. Yes. They not only serve their country in combat, but also came back to serve their country in a civil servant. Right. Feed the fucking guy or girl and mm-hmm. put them like some sort of like housing anything. or anything. decent pay, anything, yeah. man. It fucking blows my mind. It's... When I tell people like what some of the guys do on the crew just to make it by. Take, oh yeah. To get by. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, what? Like, yeah. What you're, happened? you're a firefighter and you're having to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choosing whether or not you're going to pay your power bill or yeah. your truck payment versus yeah. eat. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're a forestry technician. You're a glorified landscaper. Yeah. So, yeah. Ridiculous. Unskilled labor. Yeah. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah. That's my mind. But yeah, that's, that's a whole other can of worms and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So <laughs> yeah, I could bitch about that on my soapbox all fucking day. Yeah. dude. So, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be rolling it up onto the end of the show here. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to end it on the positivity note there with your guys' story and how you support each other. And I think a lot of lessons could be learned from your guys' stories. Yeah especially for a lot of people out there that are struggling possibly or mm-hmm. thinking about making that commitment, you know, getting married or starting a new relationship. Shit, even if you're just dating, a lot of lessons right. could be yeah. learned here. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I hope someone learned something. If not, yeah, <laughs> I learned some yeah. things. Me too. Even just talking, like, yeah. this has been awesome. It's cool, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's a good uh, opportunity to, like, let other people know that they're not alone. That's yeah. yes. That's like the number one thing that comes from all the guests on the show. So exactly. Yeah. Everybody is, is dealing with things in their own way, but like I, I'm going to, I could get on She's my soapbox too, but just 
with what we deal with, there's mm-hmm. so many people that struggle and just knowing like you're not alone and there are ways to cope. There are like ways to get help and specifically with like relationships, it's doable. Is it easy? No, but it's worth it. I oh, think yeah. that's the main thing. It is a hundred percent worth it. The pride thing, remove your ego. Yeah. It's like that yeah. uh, scene from Pulp Fiction. You hear that sound? Oh, yep. That's pride <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> just set the ego and the pride aside and just yeah. like be you know, real with each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. hundred percent. But end of the show, I always like to give you guys the opportunity to give out shout outs to homies, heroes, mentors. Who do you got? I think any anyone that I've worked with on the crew definitely hero and mentor. Even if they were subordinates, like being a squad leader now, like learning from people below me is super cool. And all all the overhead that I've I've ever worked with on the crew, um, the Dutchick every I won't, I won't name names. They probably won't like it. <laughs> you, pride and humility, you know how it is. So. Oh yeah. The silent professional yeah. shows through. Yeah. They, they know how they are. <laughs> yeah. Or who they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sammy? My wife. Oh. Um, there we go. Yeah. yeah. That, definitely, you're, you're my top. But apart from you, um, actually, I was just talking to her today. The lady that led me to Christ, her name's Jackie. Um, I don't, she might listen to this. I don't know. But um, she just like really poured into me and was a part of me accepting Christ, which is a huge, a pivotal transition, transformational part of my life that gave me the sense of purpose that I have now and really has me where I am today as a professional boxer. And so she's just been super impactful. Um, for me, I talked about my parents, like they were very impactful and they're a huge part of my life still, but shout out to my sponsors, <laughs> give them some shout outs. There's out. the plug. Right. <laughs> Faster way to fat loss is my uh, nutrition program that I use. I also use them for strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you have any questions about faster way, if you need help with weight loss or just getting, it's really helped me actually struggle with an eating disorder. So it's helped me with that, but uh, shout out to them. Cryolab, they're my place of recovery. So if you're in the El Dorado Hills, uh, foothills area in Northern California, give us a, a call or stop by, um, cryotherapy and normal tech compression. We've got all the things to help you recover. Um, you thank you for supporting <laughs> always. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that about, about does it for me. Oh yeah. And then where can we find you guys on Instagram? At Sammy underscore the heat. Yeah. The heat. The heat. I was going to try and do like a Bruce Buffer impression or like some sort of Bruce <laughs> Buffer, but I'm like, no, I'm no, not no. doing that. Nah. I'll probably get sued. Yeah. He'll sue you. I just, <laughs> oh, right. we, yeah, we just uh, talked about that. Yeah. Uh, C underscore worth 27. And his name is actually Chase now. It says Chase. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not. What was it previously? It was Chester. Chester. It was Chester Chest, Worthington. Chest, no, it was Chester Whitridge. Whitridge. Yeah. yeah. Yep. See? Chad at one point. Whitworth. Chad yeah. bro chill 92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then your next fight, when's it going to come up here? It's uh, November next- 17th. November 17th. So yeah, uh, two weeks from yesterday. Oh yeah. And then uh, hopefully we can get some uh, photos for you guys and push that stuff out there. Yeah, and- yeah. For fuck's sake, man. Videos of the fight. I know I it's know. hard. I know it's well, hard. Well, but- last fight, they the venue got uh, flooded and mm-hmm. it, it was just a whole 
thing. This fight, the show's going to be bigger. So like, I think the resources are better and you know, they have more. So I hope that it'll be live streamed. If not, there'll be a video for sure. Like (laughs) he's going to record it. (laughs) Cool. Well, good luck on your endeavors in Columbia here shortly. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Good luck on the next season too, man. Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you. All right. Jace, Sammy. Thank you guys for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Peace. And boom, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast is in the books with my two good friends, Chase and Sammy Worthington. So if you want to uh, learn more about the Folsom Lake Veterans crew and that shameless plug there in the uh, episode, well, go over to Instagram and check out the Folsom Lake Veterans crew. And if you want to uh, hit up Chase uh, and get some more information about that crew, well, by all means, hit him up. And also definitely, definitely, definitely go hit up and follow Sammy. Her boxing career is uh, on a meteoric rise and uh, she just did a little uh, brief stint down in South America and then came back and she is now the woman's UBO super lightweight champion of the world. So shout out to Sammy. Sammy, you've been throwing them hands and you've been crushing it. And I cannot wait to see what the future has in in store for both of you. It's an awesome story. I love when these two people come together and they're so supportive of each other and they are absolutely crushing it in life. So keep it up. So for all those that are out there listening to this episode, I hope that everybody got something very valuable out of it. And I hope that they uh, go back and listen to it again, just in case there was something that was missed or you might catch something new. Who knows? But shout out to Chase and Sammy Worthington. You guys are awesome. And way to crush it on the uh, Hidden Valley Hammer this year. Yeah, I know it was a little while ago, but uh, I'm still had to take a little break unfortunately and we had some issues with production this year uh with the back end of producing these episodes but that's for a later conversation if you want to know more about it just hit me up in the dms anyways so the rest of you i hope you're ready for the upcoming 2024 wildfire season and i hope that you're in shape and stay insane out there so thanks once again for tuning in special shout out to our sponsors we got mystery ranch purveyors of the finest damn wildland fire packs in the game and a ton of other load bearing essentials. If you want to go find out more or find out more about the mystery ranch backbone series scholarships, go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check them out. We got hotshot brewery, kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause. And a portion of the proceeds will always go back to the wildland firefighter foundation. Go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com and find out more. We also got, last but not least, we've got the AWE, AKA the American wildfire experience. Go over to www.wildfireexperience.org to find out more. Bethany, you have a kick-ass organization over there? Keep it up. As the rest of you, y'all know the drill. Stay safe, stay savage. Peace.